forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show, with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Hello, Best Show. Hi, um, I'd like to uh, chime in on the topic if that's possible. Yeah, of course. The topic being the worst Wi-Fi network names you've ever seen. Yeah, I've, I've seen a bunch over the years, I, I got to say. Um, so, uh, but just uh, off the top of my head, um, God, what was there? Uh, Alcaling thighs, uh, moist sewage, uh, new kids on my, um, I can't say it, it rhymes with clock. Yeah, please don't. Okay. Uh, uh, Vladimir Putin's Sky album collection. Um, some other ones. Pizza Slut. Uh, incorrigible porridge. Uh, get ready to meet my little friend. Uh, first national skank. Uh, popcorn bowls sucks deep. I think it was like four four E's in that one too. Okay. Uh, panty rummager. Um, what else was there? Um, Pippi dong stocking. Um, what else was one? Uh, Eric Clapton sucks fudge. That was my favorite, I think. Eric Clapton sucks fudge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a, not a, not a, not maybe the best era to be a, a Eric Clapton fan. Right now, I, I'm. Have you been following this? Yeah, he's. Uh, that's a little bit of a. That's a little bit of a free fall here. From oh my god! It's, oh yeah. yeah. But ironically. That Wi-Fi network, he kind of always sucked fudge. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, but it's interesting. He's had a really interesting life. You know, people forget about that that whole love triangle between between him and George Harrison and, and Patty Hearst. I mean, talk about drama. Well, it's not. It was not Patty Hearst. Sure, it was. It was it was definitely not Patty. It was not Eric Clapton, Patty Hearst, and George Harrison. Yes, it was. Yeah, they they were in what was it called? The Symbol and Ease Army. Is that what it was called? No, it was the Symbionese Liberation Army. But it's so you're saying the song Layla is about Patty Hearst? No, no. Well, I. I Basically, as I understand it, they they were members and they recruited her, but they both fell in love with her. And and Clapton wrote After Midnight about her because that's when they kidnapped her. And and George Harrison wrote Here Comes the Sun about her because she was also a vampire and they knew she'd die if they didn't get her back to the safe house before dawn. You don't hear how that sounds? That that doesn't sound like maybe there's a couple holes in that when you say it back? Look, I've done my research. Now you do yours. Look, I will say this. I did not do any research on this. So I apologize, sir. Oh, wait. What is your your name, caller? Oh, we don't don't need to get into that. Well, no, I just want to thank you. But look, 
I, I want to own up to my mistake, but yeah, look, I, I didn't read. I only read a book about, uh, wait, no, I did do my research. I've read about this. I still think uh, I'm, I'm right on this. I don't know. I, no, I, I feel, I feel very confident. I, I feel, I okay. feel quite confident. Uh huh. And what, uh, come uh, on, just tell me, you can tell me your name. Oh, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> All right, you know, I've, I've had a few, a few brewskis, and, uh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit footloose and, and fancy-free, as, as Rod Stewart said. Oh, man, speaking of Rod Stewart, what if it turned out that he was completely unaware until right now about that, that sick stomach pump rumor that began circulating in the 70s? Like, what if, what if he didn't know about that ever until now and was just like, yeah. what? He's like, they said what happened 47 years ago? And he's, it's like, how many people, who, who's heard this? Rod, every, every kid in seventh grade back then was talking about this. <laughs> Rod, Rod, more people have heard that story than heard your music. <laughs> Yeah, there's people that know you as the stomach pump guy, That's but, all they know. but couldn't name one song of yours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that, I, there's got to be somebody out there who that's how they know uh, Rod Stewart. But caller, I, I think you're being you're being a little squirrely here. All right, all right, okay. Um, What's your name? To answer your question about who I am, this is <clears throat> Joshua Del Vecchio. No, well, that's very funny, but who? Well, what is your actual name? No, it's me. I'm I'm really Joshua Del Vecchio. Wait, hold, hold, hold on a second. You are Joshua Del Vecchio, the Newbridge Armored Truck Bandit. At your service, or or disservice, as as is usually the the case with me. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I mean, that's uh, that's putting it mildly for anybody who isn't aware of who this on the line is. Joshua uh, Del Vecchio is responsible for robbing something like twelve armored trucks throughout the Quint uh, Cities yeah. over the last seven or eight years. That's correct, and. You have been kind of like on the lamp, like you disappeared a couple months ago, like in August or thereabouts, right when you were about to stand trial. That's correct. And yeah. you've been MIA. And, and I mean, Joshua, I think what, you know, you're, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this properly is I, I disagree. I, I like, I do, I don't approve of anything you've done. You're a, obviously, well, I just want to also say that though, but I guess what I'm wondering now is why you'd call the show to make your presence known when you've been kind of like on the lam for months now. Well, son, it's no secret you were voted Newbridge's third most important influencer in Newbridge Musings magazine. 
Now, of course, you came in uh, just after Maurice Kern the Fourth and Commander Dank Nugs the Magnificent. Yeah, I was a. I, I, I've come to accept the the ranking. I think you'll. I, I, th- I think you'll place higher next year. I really do. I, I I can feel the buzz out here. Thank you. I'm I'm fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, people. Yeah, people are talking about you. So people are talking about that little survey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone that little survey's got people talking. It's really got people talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, I need your help, and my future, my my very survival, depends on it. Okay. How so? I'll tell you. Tom, I'm very upset about the photo of me the FBI has been pushing on all the media outlets. It, it's really, really unflattering. The photo that that the FBI uses to identify you? Yeah, it's the only photo of me out there. And, and I want to say that that picture was taken in the parking lot before a KISS concert in 2019. And I, I was on shrooms. I was drinking heavily, and I was I was very bloated at the time. See, I, I was working at Chick Fil A chicken sandwiches, and frankly, I, I was eating too much of the merchandise. And uh, hmm. you know, to make to make matters worse, uh, our store was right next to that medieval dessert shop, the Brownie Fortress. Have you been there? I the line is so long that I I want to go there so badly. You have to go. It's it, it's it's insane, but it, it's so good. The food is so good, and I was averaging six full size catapult shaped brownies per week. Those things are huge. Wait, how? What were you? Six full sized. What are they? Catapult shaped brownies. <laughs> and how much dessert is that? How much is a full size? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a full-size catapult. You've seen, like, uh, trying to think of an example, like in uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Remember, they, they catapult, you know, like a dead animals over the wall and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, sure. That big, that big. And you're eating six of those a day. They're quite delicious, yeah. Okay, well, look, I, I'm a huge fan of, of desserts, so I, I, I you know... Position heal thyself in that regard, if you know what I mean. Right. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you down for that. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. Goodbye. Goodbye. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash officehourslive. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. <laughs> So the picture was taken under, like, not you not being optimal. Yes. 
Yeah, I did. I I I didn't look my best, and I'm, what I'm going to do tonight, I'm going to send you a much better recent photo that I, I really want you to circulate on your social media accounts. Are, are, are you still at Mr. Fahrenheit at Yahoo.net? Yes, I am. Yes. Okay, I'm sending that right now, and um, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I'm totally ripped in this new photo that I just sent, and. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, basically, I went on Barry Fouché's Ultimate Expedited Extreme Shred Diet, which it's it's a really silly, some would say very dangerous diet, but it really did get the job done. Let me check. You sent it? Okay. Let me just open my email. Tell you, I, I lost 37 pounds in, in four days. I mean, who would have thought that microdosing gasoline would melt away all those pounds all the while making my esophagus feel like it's literally on fire? But you microdose gasoline? Yeah. I've never heard that. That sounds incredibly dangerous. Well, it's it's a rush, that's for sure. But, man, yeah, those pounds just melted away along with the, the coating on my inner throat. Yeah, and uh, probably all of your internal organs, but that's, wait, okay, and I'm seeing the, oh my God, this picture, you, right? you're in front of one of those giant, massive truck tires, Yeah, and you're flexing shirtless, Yeah, and is that, ri- you have the word stud written on your, like, collarbone, is that, is that just, is, that's not a tattoo, that looks like magic marker. No, it's a tattoo. Why is it spelled wrong? Oh no! No, it's not. But it looks like you wrote it upside down. Did you tattoo yourself with that? Uh, yes, I did. Because it really? I mean, no, no offense. It looks like an upside down tattoo. Well, now I'm feeling very self conscious. Oh, jeez. But yeah, you are. You're. You're in pretty good shape here. You're. You're. Look. I, I see the difference. I mean, this picture is somewhat uh ridiculous come on i mean is that a cape you're also wearing yes okay well that's i mean well i have like a whole kind of like vampire thing that i'm working on too yeah shirtless vampire yeah it's pretty cool with it with an upside down stud tattoo on your on your clavicle well it's kind of like it's not that different than what, like, I don't know, Doyle von Frankenstein is doing, you know, or Jerry only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, I guess, I guess in certain ways, except that they also have, um, they also are members of the misfits, which helps and, give it some context at least. Right. They're great musicians. Yeah. They really are great musicians too. That's the one thing that doesn't get highlighted a lot is their, they, the misfits had a real like jazz fusion background that they masked a lot of times. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, d- did you ever see Jimi Hendrix punch a guitar? No, no, he didn't. Um, I saw him set did a guitar ever, on fire. Did you ever see John Entwistle smash 17 bases during one show, sometimes in the middle of a song? No, he he 
he would stick with the same bass and just play it the whole time. So boring. So boring. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh hey, but, yeah. so this, this diet I was on, it, 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 it really melted away the, the, the pounds, but it also made me do a lot of bad things. Like what? Like, I, you know, it, it kind of just like took away my filter. So I, I said some pretty inappropriate things like, uh, like I, I, I was at a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches restaurant and I, I you know, you can just say something. Chick-fil-A. No, the name of the, of, of, of the restaurant is Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's okay. So you're at a Chick-fil-A chicken yeah, sandwiches and I, restaurant. And, yeah. And I, I'm in line and, and I, I heard the server tell another customer that they only use the highest quality white meat. And I said to her that if she ever wanted to see the highest quality white meat, all she had to do was look in the mirror. Mm, and I, I meant it in a romantic way, but now I see, I do see how offensive it was. Yeah, that's not exactly, that's not exactly, that, that that's not some, there's some really faulty wording in that. Yeah, yeah, I see that now. Se- severely uh, and faulty. Yeah, I, I I see. And my temper was really ramped up, like really, I was on edge all the time, and I, and I, uh, I beat up a factory. You beat up a factory? What what size of factory? Uh, do you know Merch Plastics out there on Bifocal Drive? Oh yeah, yeah. That the place is it's huge. Big. It's big, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they do a ton of uh, ton of business. Uh, anyway, my my car broke down in front of it, and I went inside to use the phone to get a, a, a tow. And the receptionist was, in my opinion, being a total C. So we start, we start yelling at each other because you know, she won't let me use the, the phone. And before you know it, all these workers, these tough guys start running in. And I'll tell you, man, I just went off on everybody. It was like Newbridge Ninja up in that piece. Yeah, you're, you sound like a real uh, out of control. You sound like you're out of control. It was the diet that did it to me. But I will say, you mess with the Delvec, you go home a wreck. Well, so you got, yeah, well, that's, so that's what you kind of pin your identity on is, is you mess with the Delvec, you go home a wreck. That justifies. Yeah. Well, I couldn't find anything. Every, everything. Delvec EO. Like, what can I rhyme with EO? Mm-hmm. You mess with Delvec EO, you. I'll break your neck EO. I don't like that. It, it, it's not a joke. It has to be a slogan that instills fear. Why am I helping you come up with a better? No, I don't like it. You're, you're a bad guy. Yeah. You're a, you're a legit bad guy. Hey, um, Tom. Yeah. um, Between you and me. Uh Uh-huh. I don't look like that anymore in the photo I, I, I just sent you. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I underwent drastic plastic surgery to completely change my appearance. Okay. 
right, I'll send you a picture right now of what I, I do look like now, but you've got to promise to delete it right after you see it, okay? Sure. Um, okay. Okay. All right, just send it. Okay, let me check my email. Okay, logging in. Password. And which me too. Um, okay, here we go. Wait, no, Joshua, this this um it looks like you sent me a picture of uh like you accidentally sent me a picture of Mike Score, the the lead singer of uh Flock of Seagulls. No, that's me. This is you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I will say my, my surgeon was very hungover when he operated on me, and I don't know why I didn't put on the brakes when he came into the room reeking of marijuana and Jägermeister. I, I guess I just didn't want to rock the boat. I mean, you know me. I'm always trying to please everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're always um, trying to please everybody? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a people pleaser big time. Oh yeah, no. You seem like a huge people pleaser, just focused on focused on others all the time. Yeah, when you yeah, doing doing good. Yeah, you know, doing good with those armored truck robberies. That's one part of my life. There's a whole lot. I, I help a lot of people. But it's interesting because the doctor said he'd never heard of a flock of seagulls. So I guess it was just one of those happy accidents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, wait, I don't know how that would work, though. Well, I'll tell you what sucks is uh, under, under different circumstances, this would have been the first step of realizing my dream of fronting orchestral maneuvers in my pants, an erotic tribute to classic synth pop. I don't like that at all. And I do kind of like it, though, actually. You I take back it. the at all it. part of it. It's a great concept, right? It's pretty good. Um, actually, I'm warming up to it with each passing second. And and me looking like that? I mean, your kid, it's like, I would, I, we would just rule the club scene. Yeah, that would be, that would be pretty dominant. Yeah, I, I really I, feel like what people are kind of craving these days would be a um, an erotic tribute to to synth pop. I know, and uh, like me up there looking like that, doing not just flock songs, but like you know, "Reap the Wild Wind" by Ultravox. Can you imagine that? I think that'd be pretty powerful. Right? Here comes the mirror man. Really just yeah, really just going deep with some of that some of that stuff. This means nothing to me. Oh yeah. Oh Vienna. Oh. You know what uh what song kept Vienna from topping the charts in, in England? It was number two. What song? Shut up of your face. Lou Monty. Yes. 
So what you're saying is that back then, 1981, are we talking? I think so, yeah. We're talking 1981. Midgeor would look at a copy of NME and throw it across the room saying like, it's bloody, it's bloody Lou Monty has the charts, has number one lockdown again. Our record's a bleeding masterpiece. Yeah. I heard shut an up, interview with Shut up or you bleeding ago. face. <laughs> I heard an interview with him a month ago and he still mentions it. He's still mad about still shut up or you face. Yes. Keeping, keeping that song. Yeah, it's a it's a funny thing when those songs do that. Not fair. You know what else isn't fair? What's that? I don't get to realize that dream, and I'm I'm stuck out here. And I'll I'll, I'll tell you, um, be, being on the run and having to forage for food every day, it's 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 been a real eye opening experience for me. You know, it's it's either feast or famine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like sometimes you're literally eating nuts and berries and sometimes it's like voila you come across a bag of six half-eaten chick-fil-a chicken sandwiches yeah again you know i'm going back on to where i stood originally on it you cannot you do not have to say when you say chick-fil-a it implies it's a chicken sandwich what do you call burger king you call burger king what do you call it oh burger king's hamburger franchise so you say, boy, I'm in the mood for some fast food. Let's go to a Burger King hamburger franchise. Yes, I certainly do. Well, I don't, I don't like it, Joshua. Well, you know what I don't like? Another thing I don't like about this life? What? I really miss seeing my programs. Your programs? Well, like yeah. which programs? I, I miss watching Billions with my buddies and having to take a shot every time one of the characters quotes a lyric by an artist that the real-world equivalent of that character would absolutely never have even heard of. Like who? Like what is a, what's, what's an artist that gets referenced on Billions? Like, um, I'm pretty sure I've heard like a, a DA quote a lyric from, uh, from The Replacements. Yeah, I could I could see that that's not a from stink. Yeah, yeah. So they quote they quote something from uh, so they're quoting stink lyrics. Like the replacement set on stink, man. Kids don't follow. Right. I need a GD job. I just got fired. So look, you're out in the you're out there in the woods. Where exactly are you? I'm not going to tell you that. Are you kidding? Oh, that was a little no, bit of a trick. No, I was yeah. trying to. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm never, look, I'm never getting caught. All right. I, that's just all there is to it. It's okay. never, ever, ever. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's going on, Joshua? Oh, they're pulling up. You're getting oh. caught, aren't you? Oh, well, I guess it's true that the best show is the hands-down favorite podcast of American law enforcement, like I've always heard. I don't know. Maybe they've, uh, they must have heard us talking and tracked me down via my cellular telephone. 
Yeah. Or maybe they heard the crinkling of all those Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich wrappers. They might have. It's it, it, it's possible. Um, all right, well, look, I, I got to go, and it's uh, it's quite obvious that I, I, I am headed for quite a long haul at the hut. Uh, I know I, I, I did mention missing my shows, but, um, Tommy, you know what I'm going to miss most about being locked up? What's that? Chick-fil-A chicken sandwiches. Of course, of course you will. You said it 80 times. Well, I don't know why I didn't think that was going to be what it was. Well, you might not have a whole lot of them soon, Joshua. And he's gone. There we go. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Burke. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.